Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church and to this, our third midweek Advent service as we continue focusing on those great O antiphons as found in our office hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And so tonight, uh, we'll be studying two of those antiphons, the first of which is O Root of Jesse, and the second is O Key of David. And we'll hear how uh, those two antiphons are connected one to another and how Jesus fulfills those prophecies of being the root from the stump of Jesse that springs forth our king, even King David's greater son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who comes to open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. And so with that, we'll shortly begin our service with the procession of light. Uh, I'll ask you to stand here in just a moment. The first reading is from Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The second reading is from Revelation chapter 5. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered, so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God, from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The third reading is from Isaiah chapter 22. And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. O Lord, have mercy upon us. The fourth reading is from John, chapter 20. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. During this third week of Advent, we hear two of the great O Antiphons. and the appointed Antiphon for December 19th, Jesus is referred to as O Root of Jesse, and for December 20th, O Key of David. The full text of each is as follows. O Root of Jesse, standing as an ensign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, come quickly to deliver us. O Key of David and scepter of the house of Israel, you open and no one can close. You close and no one can open. Come and rescue the prisoners who are in darkness and the shadow of death. Now, this language of the root, or of Jesus as the root of Jesse, it's drawn directly from the prophetic promise of Isaiah 11.10 that is fulfilled in Jesus' first coming as the kingly offspring from the line of David. 
Stanza four of our office hymn, drawing on Isaiah 11.1, 1, uses a slightly different title for Christ, Thou Branch of Jesse's Tree. Ultimately, Jesus is the promised and prophesied king from David's line who will come and has come to free us from the tyranny of Satan and give us victory over the grave in his own resurrection to which we all are connected in the waters of holy baptism. Now this focus on Jesus as the Davidic king continues in the title O King of David, which is found in stanza five of the hymn. This title, it has its origin, as we heard in Isaiah 22, 22, where the Lord directs his words to Shebna, chief steward of King Hezekiah, whose management of the king's house, symbolized by that phrase, key of the house of David, will be replaced by Eliakim. The rest of the language of the antiphon, however, comes from Revelation chapter 3, where the risen Lord Jesus proclaims his authority over the household of God and opens the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Well, folks, everybody wants to rule the world. This cynical phrase was made popular back in 1985 when the group Tears for Fears released their song bearing that title. Now, why bring up a 37-year-old pop song when we're talking about Jesus, the King of Israel? Well, whether they realized it or not, the British pop duo identified something that is common to all sinful humanity going all the way back to the garden. We are haunted by Satan's temptation spoken to Eve regarding the forbidden fruit. You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Tempted to doubt God and his word, Tempted with the idea of being like God, Eve ate the fruit and then gave some to her husband also who was with her, and he ate it. Adam and Eve, they had known good, perfect good, holy good. Now they knew evil, and they bore the consequences in body and soul, sin and death. In one bite, Adam and Eve transferred themselves from perfection to corruption. They thought they could become king and queen of all things. Instead, they became willing subjects of Satan's lies and his cunning. We have inherited their original sin, and in our corruption, we are especially susceptible to that same temptation. Everybody wants to rule the world. With his beloved creation made in his own image now fallen, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords mounted a rescue mission, and it all started with a promise to Adam and Eve that was at the same time a threat, a curse to the serpent Satan. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The king himself would come and set his people free. He would rescue the prisoners who are in darkness and the shadow of death. The promised seed of Eve would come through the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The line would continue down to Obed, Jesse, and David, king of Israel. Now, the history of God's people, Israel, as you know, is recorded faithfully for us in the Bible. And as you likely remember, the line of David continued on after David's son Solomon. However, Israel would split into two kingdoms, north and south. God's people would forget their heavenly Lord and King and chase after false gods with the exception of a remnant that the Lord had held for himself. Their brazen and continual unrepentance led to God's punishment and exile. Decades passed, 
and God's people were allowed to return to Jerusalem, Judah continued on. However, even more trials and tribulations would come. God continued his promise of a savior from King David's line through the preaching of the prophets all the way up until Malachi. Then for a period of 400 years, folks, that's almost twice as long as our country has existed. God did not send prophets to speak to his people. Nevertheless, God's promises stood firm. As Isaiah tells us, the word of the Lord endures forever. So, what happened in the meantime? Well, everybody wants to rule the world. After the empires of Assyria and Babylon came the Medo-Persians, the Greeks, and then the Romans. In the silent centuries after the prophet Malachi, Judah experienced everything from relative peace and stability to calamity and terror of warfare, even having an image of Zeus erected within the temple courts where their oppressors tried to make them worship it. And that's where we get the Maccabean Revolution, by the way. When the dust settled, the Romans controlled all of Judea and the surrounding regions, and they set up Herod the Great as, quote, King of Judea. God's time for fulfilling his promise had come. Stanzas 2 and 3 of the ancient hymn of the Father's Love Begotten beautifully describe the fulfilling of God's promise at this time. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race. And the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his sacred face evermore and evermore. This is he whom seers in old time chanted of with one accord, whom the voices of the prophets promised in their faithful word, now he shines, the long expected. Let creation praise its Lord forever, evermore, and evermore. At the miraculous conception of Jesus, the king had come to his fallen world to deliver us from our enemies. When the time came for his birth, it was revealed to the world that God's son, the root of Jesse, had come to reign as king of kings and crush the head of Satan. King David's greater son had come to open the kingdom of heaven to all who would believe in him. He came for you, dear saints. You see, in our sinful delusions, we all want to rule the world, even if it is just our own lives. We think we know best how things should go until our sin or the sins of others come and blow up all our plans. We try to build our little kingdoms, thinking that we've all, all that we've achieved is from our own power, our own wisdom and strength and cunning and cleverness and intelligence. But the truth is that everything good we have is from God, is from the one true king. And it is when we reject God's will and God's word that we bring so much pain, so much frustration and destruction upon ourselves and upon others. We think to ourselves to be rulers of the world when in reality we are feebly struggling against forces that we cannot overcome and cannot master ourselves. Clearly, we need a savior. We need a better king. We need Christ. And thanks be to God, for we have such a king. For in great humility, he was born to poor parents in a livestock stall, not in a palace. In great humility, Christ rode into Jerusalem on a colt, the foal of a donkey, alone. Not astride a great war horse, leading an army from battle. And yet the Son of God went forth to war. In great humility, Christ the King was arrested, falsely tried, 
beaten, mocked, spit upon, and crucified. This is the King of Kings. Pontius Pilate told Jesus, Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You have no authority over me at all, except what has been given you from above. In other words, the king knew exactly what he was doing and why he was doing it. He had come to deliver us and rescue us from sin, Satan, and the shadow of death, and so he did. Pierced and exalted before the world upon the cross, King Jesus issued this decree, It is finished. After his rest in the tomb, he was raised on the third day, revealing to the world his kingly authority and victory over sin and death. And all of this, dear saints, is for you. He did it all for you. The root of Jesse and key of David has worked salvation for you and opened the kingdom of heaven to you and all who believe in him. And now, until he returns, he has sent forth his spirit to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify his church on earth until we see him again face to face. And this same spirit, by the way, he keeps us in the one true faith by means of Christ's word and sacraments, preached and administered by his called and ordained servants. Repentant sinners are forgiven just as Jesus sent them out to do. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven them. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. In Christ's body and blood, it is fed to his beloved sheep, the good shepherd tending those who are his until he comes to gather them into his nearer presence. Christ the King has come. He is coming to us now in word and sacrament, and he will come again on the last day. And until that great and glorious last day does arrive, let us rejoice. Rejoice. For Emmanuel, God, is with us. Let us rejoice in his salvation and ever cling to his promises. And so then in closing, we'll read together both the third and fourth O Antiphons. That's hymn 357. And we'll join our voices then to sing and pray those same stanzas of our hymn. O root of Jesse, standing as an ensign before the peoples, before whom all kings are mute, to whom the nations will do homage, come quickly to deliver us. O key of David and scepter of the house of Israel, you open and no one can close. You close and no one can open. Come and rescue the prisoners who are in darkness and the shadow of death. O come, thou branch of Jesse's tree, free them from Satan's tyranny that trust thy mighty power to save and give them Close the 
surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the root of Jesse and key of David, who has opened wide the gates of heaven to all who believe in him. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Continue in that great and blessed hope of the return of Christ, the King, the Root of Jesse, the Key of David, who has opened to us our heavenly home by grace. We pray that the Holy Spirit would keep us in that one true faith always. I'll greet you at the door. <laughs>